Sons of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle. Hey. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> and today with me, I have two co-hosts. The final girl, Georgie. Hello. Um, when you when you sang that K, you know what I just thought of? Hmm. Just kind of um, banger, actually. You know that every kiss begins with K, sort of. Every you know? kiss begins yeah. with K. Thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, every kill begins with K too. Oh, possibly a new intro for me. <laughs> I may, I may steal that. That's fine. And I get credit because I just said it. You know, so it's cool. That's true. And our second co-host today, joining us for part three to end out the trilogy of Fear Street, we have the new blood, Brendan. Hello. <clears throat> oh, my God. Hello. Hello. Wow, what an entrance. Welcome, Brendan. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited to talk about this movie and uh, change my score for the entire series. We will wow. get to that. We yeah. will get to that for sure because uh, that is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, Georgie, what have you been up to lately in this past week or so? Working, working, dude, making that money, making that bank. Have you watched anything, played anything, read anything? Uh, I've been playing the Skyward Sword remake. Um, I've been watching a lot of, uh, Julian Solomita playing Dead by Daylight. That's kind of like a guilty pleasure right now because he's just hilarious. Um, I've been playing Dead by Daylight. That's pretty much it other than work and like preparing to, you know, spread my wings and fucking move, you know? Yeah, you're moving out soon. Um, How's that going? Because this is your first time like moving out of the nest, right? No, it, this would be my second time moving out. My That's first right. time moving out alone, um, which is kind of much nicer than I thought it would be. Like, I, I, I feel like I might, I'm worried about getting lonely and like getting scared. But at the same time, I'm just so thankful to not have to deal with any fucking roommates. What? You know? Yeah. When you first move out on your own, I don't know, for me, I guess it's different for everybody, but it was like, it was amazing because I lived with roommates for quite a while and it, it had its good moments, but it also had a lot of bad moments too. So being able to like redecorate your house, do it however you want. Oh yeah, dude. I'm just do everything so your way. Yeah. yeah. I'm super okay. excited to decorate because I have a, I'll have a one and a half bath. So like I'll have two different toilet rooms to decorate and I'm just going to fucking pop off i'm so excited for that i thought you were gonna say you have two different toilets i was like i don't know what the purpose of that is i mean but... i do i will oh. i will have oh, two okay. i will have two toilets well i'm claiming one okay. you'll, have to, uh, you'll have to keep us in the loop about how that's going brendan yeah. how are you doing what have you been up to have you been watching playing reading writing what have you been up to uh yeah so uh i'm doing great actually i spent the past week on cape cod that was very lovely. My first vacation in about a year it was much needed. Um, we just kind of had um, a, a haunted beach house, actually, that was right on the beach. Um, so that was that was lovely. I've been uh, 
divvying up my time on the beach reading uh once upon a time in hollywood the okay. the book is actually pretty damn great so far um and wait, let me just get it so i don't fuck up the title um i've also been reading the new book by uh david sodegren and steve stred called the navajo nightmare uh that's really I, are you guys familiar with david sodegren no i'm not uh he's a writer from the uk uh he's absolutely fantastic um i did an interview with him once before he's such a lovely human being uh his his instagram his publishing company is called paperback and pugs paperbacks and pugs um and his uh writing partner is a pug i'm in already um, his his the pug's name is boris and he's <laughs> one of the it. one of the cutest dogs i've ever seen um yeah so i've that's uh what i've been reading and i've also been not horror related but i've been I just bought Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Hell uh, yeah. And I've been playing that. That game is a blast from the past. Oh my and... god, dude. I love that for you. I really, I think all of the older Tycoon games, like Zoo Tycoon, Roller Tycoon, Roller Coaster Tycoon, I can't think of any other ones, so underrated, so underappreciated for their time, oh, during com- their time. Completely, yeah. Dude, back in the day, I spent countless, countless, countless hours on Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, it was one of the only games I had installed. So we had like the family computer, and it actually kind of looked like the old computer that was in Part One, nineteen ninety four, that he <laughs> or that he types on. It looked just like that. And like the only, the only two games I had on that thing was The Sims Two and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh God, dude, The Sims Two. Yeah. Oh. Both of those yeah. games are so good and were not appreciated during their time. Not appropriately, at least. But, okay, cool. Well, that's awesome. Me, personally, um, I have... Yeah, made Kyle, what have you been doing? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, Georgie. <laughs> um, I've made some purchases. Uh, I've never seen any of the Omen movies. Oh. And I bought the collection because it was on sale on Ooh, Amazon. Wow, wow. Uh, okay well mm-hmm. so i have all of those and then i also bought the universal monster movie collection not too long ago oh um, that so that still... that thick pack that has like all of them everything oh yeah. nice it has everything and i'm a huge fan of that shit so i'm looking forward to really going through um we're gonna watch me and my girlfriend are gonna watch creature from the black lagoon here very soon just to start it off with that one and go from there because there's a lot she hasn't seen too. So I'm looking forward to it. Other than that, video game related, I just play a lot of Apex Legends, but that's not horror related. Um, a lot Wait, of Apex Legends. On Xbox or PlayStation? <laughs> on PC. Okay. Oh. All right. Fair. Yeah. 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 On PC. Because I was like, I never see you online, bro, but that's why. Yeah. No, occasionally I'll, I'll hop over to the PS5, but it's. It's crossplay now, so um, a couple of my friends that have it on console, I can still play on my PC and still chat with them and stuff. So it's pretty cool. But yeah. wait, wait, can I just jump in real quick with one thing? Shoot. Uh, the uh, how how far have you gotten in the Omen series? I've never seen a single one. Oh, okay. So he hasn't well, even started it. Haven't started it. The uh, 
random connection, but the uh, the first girl that I dated when I moved to New Jersey, she was actually roommates with the kid that played Damien in the 2000-whatever remake. Whoa. So, Interesting. Random random connection. It's pretty cool. We'll have to get him on the cast. Right, well, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure that connection might be severed now so yeah yeah just a little bit too little too late (laughs) but um tonight's a good night to enjoy the fruits of the land am i right people because tonight we are reviewing (laughs) fear street part three 1666 slash 1994 part two Woo! Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm so um I'm going to direct this towards Brendan first. Brendan, we are on the final part of Fear Street. This is it. Our journey has come to a close. But right now, we're just going to talk specifically about 1666. What are your thoughts? When did you watch it? And what do you think? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I know that on the last episode, I wasn't the biggest fan of uh 84 76 70 um, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> dude you're totally good who cares right who cares so i i got uh got a little inebriated before watching 1666 <gasps> yes okay Ooh. and it was a fucking blast so oh. <laughs> af- after i watched all of 1666 i mean you know that and the part part two of 94 i i decided that i kind of wanted to watch it in order so i rewatched the first half of 1666 and then i watched 78 and then i watched 94 and then 94 part two damn so you uh, went back and rewatched them chronologically i did and holy shit i I think that I the reason that I was kind of shitting on 78 I think is because the disjunctiveness between going from 94 to 78 I there was just something about that that I didn't jive with I guess um but watching it as like a I kind of viewed it as a mini series so watching it in that order I was just absolutely beyond thrilled i change my should i change my score of 78 now or later no we'll do it later okay (laughs) um my my score has changed for all of this and when yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into it but i this may be one of my new favorite trilogies whoa New that is a trilogies yeah i mean to be fair i don't really know what your other favorite trilogies are but that's like a bold statement well i mean human centipedes number one um no, okay I'm, well I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i'm kidding i was gonna say now it makes so much sense why you were so excited that i might have been in that movie <laughs> oh uh, i thought you were gonna say now it makes so much sense why you like this trilogy so much but never mind <laughs> So, okay, so Brennan, you you did like 1666 then. So and, much. Okay, so much. Now, you said it made seven we're just going to kind of don't don't give me the full the full scope, but what about it 
chronologically watch like the chronological view of it made 78 a little better um so uh if i can just backtrack just the tiniest bit uh for one of the articles that i just wrote it was about a french show uh about witches called marianne um and then after that i kind of went on a weird witch kick where i watched um i rewatched both suspirias um mm. Uh, I'm blanking on oh, the craft, um, even the craft remake, which I, I did not like. So I, I've been on a witch kick recently. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There was just something. Oh, and the, the Vavitch as well. I rewatched that. Yes. Um, Vavitch, bitch. So, I mean, obviously, you know, 1666 does not compare to the Vavitch at all. Um, but no, 1666, it, it's fun, it's refreshing, and I think that it, one of the things that I really appreciate about it, and this is going to sound pretentious, kind of looking at it from like a filmmaking standpoint, it feels like a very accessible witchcraft film. So it would be something that, because I mean, it, it's not obscene. Uh, yeah, it's rated R, but you know, it's not obscene, it's not over the top. So I think it would be, it could be, a nice segue into that subgenre for people who aren't too familiar with it, who don't want to immediately watch the Vavitch and get, you know, their mind fucked completely. Um, I, I think it's a nice uh, segue into that subgenre and watching it chronologically, you know, 1666 is somewhat intense. And then, uh, 78 is a bit more mellow it's a bit more chilled out it has the 80s or the you know the 70s 80s slasher vibe um but it still has that witch element to it and then 1994 just you know completes it full circle so i think that if i was viewing it chronologically i think that it's a nice entrance and i'm sorry that i'm repeating myself but it's a good entrance into the subgenre of witchcraft and non-chronologically just being the movie it is on its own yeah i just think that uh non non-linearly if mm. i want to take it that way um you know i just think that it has less weight that way um this this sounds tedious but if i was going to recommend it to someone who hadn't who hasn't viewed it yet i would recommend them to start with the first half of 1666 then go to 78 i, I would, i'd recommend people to watch it chronologically because i just think that it's a more it's more entertaining if you look at it as a chronological miniseries rather than a trilogy of movies georgie 1666 what are your thoughts oh my god dude i okay brendan when you rewatched them all chronologically were you still feeling it Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, okay. Well, I, I should also just mention. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. You know, when you watch it chronologically, it doesn't make. You don't know who Dina oh, is. No. You don't. Yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. who Sam is. You don't know who. Uh, you know, Peter I mean, or Tim or whatever their yeah, names yeah. are. So I, <laughs> I, I think I do kind of retract a tiny bit of what I said. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> was there even a Peter or a Tim? uh what was simon simon i just thought it was funny that the two 
like generic male names you called out were just like not even in the movie. I just love that. Um, I'm sorry. Tommy. Okay. It's Tommy. Yeah, and Tommy, to be fair, Jesus I did Christ. say last cast. I did say Tommy Jarvis, and it is actually in the IMDb facts that um, he and Alice were both named after Friday the Thirteenth characters. So, once again, I am clairvoyant. Um, I think that these movies are better, ladies and gentlemen, and all of y'all in between, if you fucking drink alcohol before watching, because I was stone cold sober when I watched 1666, and I was like, oh my fucking God, turn it off. Please. (laughs) Please, for the love of God. Like, towards the end, when it was like a happy ending, I was, and now that I'm drinking again, I'm feeling less judgmental than when I watched it. I'm like, okay, like, you know, it went places and there there was definitely some just brutal scenes of like murder and mayhem, which is like sick. That's what I want. But then there was like other parts that were like so cheesy or just foolish to me like this is gonna sound really bitchy and I'm so sorry but when Dina was giving her rally speech at the end of the movie back when they were in 1994 part two um I wanted to turn it off I was like please stop talking it's because Dina sucks right because Dina sucks. I'm glad we all. I'm glad it all wrapped around and it all came full head to the fact that Dina just sucks. Okay. I was literally like, no, you're good. I was literally like, please stop talking. Like, we don't need to hear about how we shady siders are taking a stand. Blah blah. I was like, I love you guys. Like, congratulations. You are sticking it to the man. I mean, she literally stabbed the sheriff in the eye, which is like fucking baller. You go, girl girl power but also please stop with the rally speeches i am not 15 years old i am an adult i don't need to hear this so bottom line i mean now i feel bad because i don't want to hurt brendan's feelings but like no i i like i i think what you said just kind of accentuates my point like i i don't think that that in hindsight i don't think that these movies were meant for us I think that it's a really good initiation for younger people. Bingo. Um, That's fair, yeah. So. That is, how young are we talking? <laughs> like 13, maybe 12. Because they're they older are, you know? Age, I don't think age is the real thing. I think it's just, it, like, it, it's a gateway. Like, it's people that are unfamiliar with the themes and, you know, the normal breadcrumb trail of a horror movie DNA kind of thing. It's all right. <clears throat> I'm not worried about hurting anybody's feelings. So I'll just tell you <laughs> exactly what I think of the movie. All right. Oh my um, God. Okay. So I saw 1666 twice and it had the same thing happen to me when I was watching 1994 to where the second time I watched it, I liked it less the second time. Um, stop watching these movies twice. <laughs> Dude, you're telling me. I'm probably never going to watch them again, to be fair. No, I won't either. Sorry, everyone. But, you know, one and done. That's all you need. So I actually thought 1666 was pretty interesting. Um, I like the period 
the like the period piece stuff and um i'm glad they kind of took a long like okay let me back up i don't like how they use the same cast in 1666 when it had no story relevance at all i agree so with that. what set this whole movie up from the trailers is that she was getting transported back and it set it up to where like she was going to have control over this situation and those people her friends her family were also transferred back and that wasn't it at all so i don't know why they used the same characters i would have enjoyed this movie a lot more if it was an entirely new cast telling Sarah Fear's story with actually yeah. Sarah Fear acting out what was going on. Yeah. So that 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 was my first main gripe of the movie is when it took the turn where it had no point at all that the same actors were used. So with that being said, um, I thought that 1666 was mostly entertaining to the point to where it, it it kept me intrigued to see what was going to happen. And when it switched over to part two, 1994, I actually liked the way that transition happened. And then from the 1994 part two, it just kind of fell apart even more for me. And I think it dragged on way too long at the end. I think this movie is like 30 minutes too long. Um, <laughs> But Honestly, I kind of agree with you on there. Why? Okay, so why do you guys? Okay, why did they use the same characters? Like, do you think it was for, like, because they weren't transferred back, or like, you know, they the didn't go back the to this time? Like, why do you guys said, think? Yeah. Why do you guys personally think? Here, I'll throw it over to you, Brendan. Why do you think they used the same cast in this movie? Um, I don't know i think it would have made i it would have made some sense if they just used dina correct because you know she was the one that was seeing all of this shit go down um but the rest of the cast i i i don't know that made no sense to me um it was less characters for me to have to remember um so i guess that's that's good um but you know i i think that maybe it was so that dina could relate to the strife that you know uh sarah fear was going through but you know it it was it was kind of half-assed it 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 made no sense maybe they wanted to hire less people um <laughs> literally <laughs> just trying to save those netflix bucks um <laughs> i mean that's fair what do you point. think georgie honestly i feel like it was probably so they didn't have to pay anybody else i'm not like i fully agree with brendan on that um this is gonna sound really <laughs> kind of millennial-ish of me even though i'm not a millennial um in the show the tv show friends there were multiple times where they had other actors that were lookalikes of the main characters stand in as like background or like side profile or whatever so they wouldn't have to pay the actual actors um like even also, when Matt, it used Matt to be Perry was just probably too fucking high <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i, I love that for him i love that 
Um, but like there was, I remember when it used to be back on Netflix, there was this one scene where like they show like a side part of Monica and it's literally not even Monica. It's some random, it's not Courtney Cox. It's some random woman with like the same hairstyle as her. And I'm just like, okay, sure. So I honestly kind of agree with Brendan that they probably didn't want to hire any more actors. I think that it was also for like the clickbait of the movie where like Dina is supposed to be Sarah Fear and she is, but she doesn't have any, like you said, no choice over her actions, no way to impact the way that history played out. And I agree with you that like the the few scenes that there were when Sarah Fear was a different actress and it wasn't uh Kiana. I was I wanted to see more of that because that girl was yeah, like her the way her eyes like pierced my soul I was like that Seraphir not Dina I don't want to see like I thought that like I mean it's the way Seraphir's life actually played out but the way that Dina I guess um portrayed like some of the aspects like her whole thing with Hannah Miller and like fighting for love and then we're not actually witches but if they want witches like we'll make a deal with the devil and then none of that shit goes out like that um those parts of it I was like okay cool like I I'm into this like this is kind of dope but other than that I didn't really like to see Dina as Sarah Fear I want to see Sarah Fear you know I also tried to make some justifications for it myself when I was watching it I was like you know what maybe um, they, they didn't all get transported back, but maybe it's reflecting that way to show like the personality traits that match to like people that were back then kind of thing. But then Slater didn't even make sense because then Slater was, you know, the nicest, kindest guy in the seventies. And then he was like a crazy psychotic drunk in this time period. So that, that theory didn't make sense either, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it goes back. I keep, I feel like within these three episodes, I'm really repeating myself a lot. And it's just, it's, they all feel very lazy and they all feel very disjointed. And it's like, there's no clear vision of what they were trying to do. They were just like mimicking a lot of other things and properties. Um, I will say that this does kind of change my score of 1978 a little bit. And I almost like 1978 less because I feel like 1978 almost is such filler for this three-part series. Like it, like it almost doesn't even need to happen. Like there's, there's very little context that's provided in 1978 that even serves a huge, a minor purpose at all to the grand, you know, overarching story of the, the three-parter, aside from, you know, seeing good and Ziggy's, their backstory. Well, that's like that's, that's, that's really like the though. whole thing. Kind of, but I mean, the whole good storyline was explained in 1666 about how all the heirs, or not the heirs, but like you know the timeline of the goods were doing this. So that that whole explanation of just him as a kid didn't even need to happen because it that's, didn't really even get explained in 1978. You I just, mean, fair, but like, how did how did uh? Brendan, maybe you know how did R.L. Stein write it? You know. Well, we're not we're not going off that uh, though. We're not going off the books. We're going off of you know the movies. So I mean, <laughs> I guess well, I, I, I guess that's fair. 
I'm pretty sure that this I don't remember these Fear Street books um, specifically, but I'm pretty sure this is more of a loose interpretation. Just with RL's Mr. Stein's blessing. Okay. Um, so i i mean at at the end of it all uh 1666 i thought it wrapped it up in a little bow at the end i think it was a fine ending as as fine as you could end a (laughs) three-part movie series in a netflix thing um i don't think it ended bad um it just it didn't do anything for me and I would even probably change the order of which movies I like more. But um there tangent aside, um, there is one thing I was kind of confused about. What's with all the clocks in Ziggy's house? <laughs> uh was that keeps, ever explained? she keeps yeah, in the second in nineteen seventy-eight, right? That's yeah. Um it's explained that she's like constantly keeping track of time. I don't remember why at this moment, but I know that that happened. Like when Dina and her brother and whoever else was with them, I think Sam, when she was possessed, when they first find her, she was like keeping track of all of the clocks and like alarms. And I don't remember why, but it was talked about. Okay. Yeah, I just my second viewing, I was watching it again. And I was just like, did I miss something in the first two? Or I had no idea what was happening. With it was really things. brief when they brought it up. Like it, it was like maybe five minutes worth of like explanation, but then they never talk about it again. So consistency um, is key, right? Yeah, apparently not in these fucking movies. <laughs> uh, there, there, there was a question that I had. Also, I was wondering if someone could maybe. Uh, help me out with this um at the end of 1994 uh nick good slips a note through ziggy's door that says i'm pretty sure it says like it's happening again or something along the lines of that but he's the one causing it we 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 know now he's the one causing it so why would he reach out to Ziggy to let her know that it's happening again. Well, was, was it, it confirmed him? that Nick Good was him? Yeah, like was it confirmed that he dropped the letter? I th- I thought so, yeah, cuz he drives the, isn't it? Because she calls the police station and says give oh, me Nick Good. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's because she doesn't know that it's him. That yeah, oh, that's what I would totally, assume yeah. because but but know, why why would he still take the time out of his day to go to warn her? Yeah. Because she's going to find out anyway. Like she oh, is, like oh, if that stuff so, like she keeps timers, remember? Like we don't exactly remember why, but she has yeah. multiple clocks, multiple alarms for different things so that she'll know if and when the witch comes back. So so, so he's he's playing the the a literal devil's advocate. I guess, yeah. Literally. Or a- a- Angel's Advocate, I guess, since it's reversed. I'm just going to chalk it up to it's an inconsistency in the movie. I mean, yeah, that totally <laughs> was probably what it is. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, yeah, that would be the only, what Georgie said would be the only, like, 
plausible kind of like explanation that makes sense, I guess. Um, if it's consistent, which it's not, you know. Or if it's not confirmed that it's him, what if it's um, the killer's, uh, what's the young killer's name that sings the song? Lane. Uh, Ruby Lane. Yeah. What if it's Lane's mom, the one that she gives the thing to at the end of part two, 1994? Can it be her that drops the note in? Because she's at the end of 1994 part two. Yeah. And Ziggy and her like kind of have that moment at the end where like she she goes to her house. So like what if it's her that's warning her? I don't know. No, that's a good point. I just don't remember good headed to the house to do that. But that just could be my memory. I haven't seen 1994 in a couple weeks now. Um. There, so we got to oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say there there is another thing I wanted to bring up. Um for the third movie in a row, we have teenagers doing hardcore drugs again. <laughs> berries, dude, fucking looking the, for drugs the, in the 1666. Drug, drug berries. Like again, <laughs> I I don't know what this series is trying to say about about peer pressure and and uh drug use for with teenagers but again it is a rated r movie so it's technically supposed to be for people you know 17 years of age and older and i i think that's just a weird thing that they're trying to throw in there that again and i said this i think in both the last two episodes it it would have been better if they either you know went full out with trying to do some commentary or just leaving it out in general. Yeah, they keep brushing over that. Like, I, I was going to actually bring that up, but you just did. So, like, yeah, the whole thing about the drugs and the berries goes to your point that you made, I think, last episode. Or was it the first one? I think it was the first one. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they just keep beating us over the head with that, and they take it absolutely nowhere. I they don't go anywhere with it. I feel like it's just because the cliche in slasher movies where teens are getting high and fucking getting drunk and fucking so that's the least the way i would take it is it responsible no do they care no it's hollywood just again just replicating so many things that i've done before this movie is just too unoriginal um was uh, so i have another question for you guys i'll direct this towards you georgie if you were making a pact with Satan and the devil <laughs> and, you know, you could have, I don't know, anything you want, right? Why in God's name would you choose to be a sheriff of the smallest town in the United States? Why would that be your, your end-all be-all? I mean, I wouldn't choose that, but given that that's where the fucking, um, like, emblem and, like, the devil's mark or whatever you want to call it was, I feel like he had to stay there. Maybe that's the highest he could go in that town was to be sheriff, but I don't know. Um, I I wouldn't want that at all. That would literally be, like, my last wish is to be a cop. Sorry. A detective, that might be kind of kind of cool, but, like, I would still be a cop, so... No thanks. I'm good. Thank you, Satan. Good goodbye. Good luck. Brandon, what would you if you made a pact with the devil? 
what would be your your end goal? Like, what would you like? You have two wishes. This guy grants you two wishes, and you just killed ten people. What's what are you getting out of this? Um. Okay. Well, first of all, a cab. Uh. Second of all, Scott. <laughs> yes. When my mom listens to this, she's gonna. <laughs> um. No. Oh uh, man. Oh man. I. I mean. I, I, I agree. I think that it's such a weird flex that he's just like, I'm going to be the <laughs> sheriff of this town. But also at the same point, he has a lot of power, um, both supernaturally and, you know, uh, literally. Um, so I, I, I guess I can, un- I've never had power in my life, but I would assume that if I had some sort of power, that would feel pretty good. Uh, so I, I just think that I can, I guess I can sympathize with the plight, plight's not the right word, but I guess the the thought of having a shit ton of power and just, you know, keeping it small town, keeping it local so that everything is literally in the palm of your hand. I, I think I could understand how that would be appealing. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on this movie, but th- that's dick. another. Th- Nick that's Good another has a little dick. That's all we got to know. Little dick, Nick. <laughs> what he could have asked for little was dick, a bigger Nick. dick. Like, Lucifer, please give me some larger junk. And he said, no, sir, you're going to be a cop. And he was like, you're going to oh, be a cop. <laughs> I just couldn't get behind the mo- like the motivation of of the villain in this movie at all. Like, granted, he's only the villain in like the last forty minutes of the movie, but I just I don't I couldn't care about it at all, like whatsoever. <laughs> like I couldn't even try to give it an ounce of caring. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was so wild that Dina literally stabbed him in the eye and suffered zero consequences. Like she literally murdered the cop like the sheriff somehow he was suspected of being the serial killer but like truthfully how would that ever have like panned out that way like there was no evidence that led back to him other than the word of dina and she is in high school like no offense but nobody in like real life would have believed her they would have been like sis you're going to jail like prison for life so yeah, I, I literally did not give a shit. I was like, damn, sucks because, like, you and Ziggy were cute, but, like, you're a piece of shit and men only want one thing, and I guess it's Satan. So <laughs> That's actually a really good point. I never even thought about that, about how they would pin it on him. There's, like, literally no evidence. Literally. Like, at the end, like, when the newscaster was like, blah, 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 I was like, why are... Dina okay first of all Dina is just like openly skipping school in like the last like 10-15 minutes to go get burgers and like pay like respects to Sarah Fear which I respect that's dope like the way that the Sarah Fear storyline ended how she was not even a fucking witch like period she did not make a deal with the devil listeners if you haven't watched it I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but listeners, if you're listening to part three of this trilogy <laughs> cast and you haven't seen the first two movies, you're kind of stupid. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa. All right. Let's be nice. All right. We're all, I'm just kidding. We all love you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So as they literally skip the school, which is like, mm, not realistic. If you skip school, an officer would be after your ass, but I guess you killed him. So maybe not. And 
Then at the end, um, what's her brother's name again? I'm so sorry. I know it's Benjamin Flores. Josh. Josh, yeah. He talks to that girl that ended up being like the I am her. It was cute, but guess what, Brendan? Inconsistencies. (laughs) She talks about SSIDs or whatever, right? And those aren't invented. Shut up, Kyle. Those (laughs) those aren't invented. SSD, I'm sorry. Until late 95, bitch. They didn't exist in 1994. So suck on that. Maybe she was just Maybe she was just that smart. Yeah, she, what, she created SSD. She created the SSD. <laughs> well, what's her name? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do I believe that a woman is capable of that? Absolutely. Do I think that that's what these movie makers planned? No. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of uh, the the comic relief Martin? I loved him. Martin. Oh my god, I loved him. I, I literally I, wrote that in my notes. I wanted him and Ziggy to end up together. That would have been awesome. Not not w- not that people have to end up with each other to be happy and have a good life. I just thought that they shared a couple scenes together and I thought they were super cute. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I wish the hilarious. Martin, I wish the Martin had been Dina the whole movie series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> made it so much better. <laughs> Dude, the cast, I'm telling you, just changing out a few cast members could have drastically changed the whole outcome of this fucking this trilogy dude martin um, was absolutely hilarious i'm actually really glad that glad that you brought him up because i just thought he was a gem a true shining star of the film i i thought it was really fucked up when martin found uh the spray paint supply that nick good had yeah. and, and martin's like oh my god you know you made a joke about setting me up but you're actually setting me up. Yeah. I thought that was kind of poignant, you know, with the climate that we live in. Um, sure. And I just thought that that was like a really, now see that right there. That's an, that's a way that the filmmakers incorporated something and they have it pay off. Why couldn't they have done that with the drugs? <laughs> and it's subtle too, but it's like, it's effective. It's effective. Um, yeah, dude, there was a couple one-liners that Martin had that that actually, like the one breakthrough parts of the movie where I actually was like fully paying attention was with him. And I feel like he was completely underutilized. Like the fact that he wasn't in more of 1994 part one, like he should have been a core member of the cast. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. they added him way too late. And he, first of all, he jumped, like they just roll up to his house and they're like, hey, we're going to go kill that cop you down. He's like, he's like, him a jacket yeah. or something. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> like he, he should have been a member from the beginning. And yeah. like, I think in the middle of 1994 part one, like when they're in the, uh, in the police station and Josh slips him the thing to pick the lock, I think that should have been the time where they kind of joined up. And like, I think that whole yeah. thing would have sped up the process a little bit more. And been more interesting in my opinion, but damn, that's wild. I actually totally forgot that that happened right now until you mentioned it. Honestly, um, if if they had cast him in some of like the, uh, um, like the past um, movies, like seventy eight or sixty six, I feel like I would have loved that too. Honestly, yeah, yeah, underutilized for sure. Um, uh, what did you guys? Oh, sorry. 
Go ahead. Uh, there were actually two other things I wanted to bring up. I, I put stars next to a lot of stuff for, for 66, 1666. Um, one of them was when they get back to 94, they have another good old fashioned 90s music montage and they throw the offsprings in there. And that was just I I loved that. Um, one uh, one of the other two things. So I don't I feel like I'm taking up a lot of time. Um, not even, not even. Just, uh, just, just before you go to the next one, though, I love Offspring. Like that's OG Offspring, and I love Offspring, and I love that song. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, it was fantastic. When they switch, when they transition from 1666 to 1994, I was so caught off guard because I mean, you know, yeah, I, I knew that there was another hour left of it, and you know, they kill Sarah Fear, and I'm like, what are they going to do from here? And then they just jump into 1994 part two. And I was like, oh my, I, this is going to sound so dumb. I started fist pumping. No, I, oh, okay. I, I stood up. I started clapping. I was so here for it. Okay. Um, so uh, before you go to your next thing, yeah. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I'm just kind of piggybacking off what you said for, for as much as I'm shitting on the movie, there was some like highlight moment. So that, that part at the end when Seraphir was, um, when she was getting hanged um that whole scene was really cool to me i love how the music was building and building and building and then like it was going through you know all the things that happened in 78 and all the things that happened in part 194 and like it kind of crescendos and then it cuts and then it goes boom part or you know it goes back to 1994 and i i agree with you i got i got a little bit of tingles when that happened and it transitioned back to 1994 i was like okay that was kind of cool that was done well um, I was kind of all on board, and then it kind of dragged. But go ahead, what, Georgie. How did how did you feel about the the transition? Um, I mean, do you want me to be honest? Or do you want me to be nice? I honest, honest. <laughs> okay, I kind of hated it. Oh, <laughs> like looking back at it now, when I think about um the way that it panned out I kind of liked it like I, I don't hate it as much as I did when I first saw it the music was great I'm not gonna argue with you there but it reminded me way too much of like back in like 2008 or whatever maybe 2010 when the Simpsons movie came out and it was like to be continued immediately that's what it reminded me of for some reason mm -hmm. I don't really know why <laughs> but I was just kind of like what is with this loud vibrant because i was watching it in the dark i was like what is with this transition from like here to here like honestly even though i know it wouldn't have worked out this way but i would have appreciated 1666 if it had ended before part two of 1994 i feel like i would have liked it more if they had done like so if it would have been like a four-part series yeah, maybe with like a mini series at the end, because like part two did not need to be a whole fucking movie. Let's be honest. I'm glad that they only made it like the last 40 minutes or whatever. Um, But I feel like the way that 1666, like that time period itself ended rather than the whole film, I really liked the ending of that. But then the transition to me was like, although the music was great, like we already talked about. I didn't, I, I couldn't vibe with it. I was just kind of like, this is like a little much. I don't know. It it was, it was just obnoxious to me almost. That's fair. No, that's, 
yeah yeah that's completely fair i i kind of agree with you like i thought it the 1666 ended so well and that's what kind of we were talking about and then it did switch to that part two and i was actually on board i was like okay let's go let's do this let's finish this and then i checked the time and i was like it's, it's still got like an hour left <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yes there's still an hour left in the movie what the fuck like it felt like the end of the movie or yeah. like at least like I close to the too, end but i had already checked like maybe 20 minutes before the end of 66 like and I was like, oh, man, there's still so much more left. I know this won't be the end, but I really wanted it to be. Um, not too many kills in this movie. Uh, there were there 12 was... dead children. Well, we didn't <laughs> see them, though, get killed. Children are half their, a person. Their, it doesn't their count. Little, the goop of eyes on the ground. That was pretty gnarly. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, there were there were also some uh, some pig babies that got killed. Yes, were... I wanted to bring that up. That was metal, but also really <laughs> disgusting and sad. Rip, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then there was Sarah Fear getting her uh, hand ripped off. That was, that cool. was wild. Dude. That was dope. I actually smiled when that happened. I was like, <laughs> All <"Yes."> right, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. I actually liked it. I was like, that was so cool. Look, can we just um, talk about what a little bitch Solomon is? Yeah. yeah i mean he the whole was, good family seems like a bunch of little dicks you know what i'm saying he was like kind of looking like a snack like a little bit of like uh that one guy from lord of the rings um, um the guy that shit. saves frodo at the end strider or strider striker whatever his name is yeah yeah he was kind of looking like him and i was like okay and then he ended up being a little bitch and i was like <laughs> okay i hated that that was not um good for uh anybody that's attracted to men uh so thanks rl stein thank you so much i have one more question before we kind of wrap things up and we'll touch on anything that you guys may want to touch on but um yes I how do. do how do um i'm still confused how the good family chooses who to possess i think it's just random they just choose someone like how do they know these people's names like how does how does officer good in 1994 know ryan's name like how does he know some random kid named ryan but like they're they're shady siders they're bad but why him why that shady cider i don't think it really matters kyle it does to me (laughs) well i'm so sorry but that's just hollywood baby and the fact I, that it doesn't matter to them makes me not appreciate this movie even more. No, it, I, maybe I think, they have to choose inconspicuous people. Brennan, well, you know, you I, I, you, I mean, honest as as much as I've been raving about the uh, linear version of this trilogy, um, no, you, you you do make a good point. It 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 brings up one of the things that we've I think I've all mentioned at one point. This this movie is kind of lazy. They they make choices without really justifying the reason for these choices. Um, and it's you yeah, know they if there's a reason for them picking the people that they picked, they should have either thrown it in there subtextually somehow, or I would have appreciated it if they just flat out said this is why we're picking who we're picking. Um, it's it's inconsistent with the people that they pick and why they pick. I just kind of assumed that they have a, um, 
a jar full of pieces of paper with every shady cider's name on it, and they just dig their hand in the fishbowl and pick a name out at random. Yeah, and knowing they don't do that, just yeah. <laughs> there's no explanation. That would have been just... pretty interesting, honestly. <laughs> that would have been funny. They could have added a comedic element to it for sure. <laughs> Solomon's like, hey, can I just get the town census real quick? <laughs> He's just going through the yellow pages. Just like... <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else you want to kind of bring up or mention? Yes, I want to talk about their fucking. Their, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got way too excited. Their mother fucking Shrek ass accents in 1666. Okay, the whole time I was like Michael Myers who, and I just want to say that the top review. I'm gonna read it word for word. The top review on IMDb title is: "The invaders in America would have sounded more German." And then it says, movie is very good, but those accents can be classified as offensive. The English, in parentheses, who are German-related, and parentheses, that went to America would not have spoken like that. Please stop trying to rob the Irish accent. It does not belong to you and never will. Oh my I just God. want to say thank you, Gemjo98862. Damn, that, calling him out, dude. He's gonna get a bunch of hate mail now. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I these accents were awful. They were god awful. I was literally like, somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me because I literally thought I was watching Shrek. Like, it was Shrek. I'm sorry. Like, I cannot do whatever accent they were trying to do. I wouldn't even try it. To be fair, I would tell my agent, "Listen, ma'am or sir, I can't." I can't do this. And then I wouldn't have been in this movie. And uh, they really should have reevaluated uh, the accents. They were not the sharpest tools in the shed. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> no. <laughs> they fucking ah, weren't. They love were it. not. And um, the only moment in this film that I was like, wow, that's kind of sweet, other than like Sarah and Hannah. And like basically dying for each other, even though Hannah didn't die. Uh, she did eventually, but not with uh, uh, Sarah. Um, it was back when <clears throat> it was in 1994, part two, and Josh um, told Dina about like the extra life cheat code hack and how he repeats that out loud every time he wants to feel safe and feel better i thought that was really cute especially when he fucking took that knife to the gut for his sister i was like bitch okay i see you i see you i thought that was a really cute moment but other than that i was i was ready for this trilogy to be over me too and i mean just uh as a side note yeah if kiana can't act with her first language it's obviously going to be apparent <laughs> that she can't act with well i mean none of them stuff. none of them had a good accent really to be absolutely fair and i am i blaming them no i'm not great at accents either but like I'm also because they're getting paid a lot of money to learn it's accents, <laughs> that's so that's fair um there was one other moment that i really liked just because it reminded me of twilight huh um, when all of the killers were after, uh, I think Ziggy, when she got her blood, Dina's blood all over her on accident, um, when Dina like cut herself open so that they could smell her fresh blood, I was like, damn, okay, Bella Swan, I see you. But that was like 
that was it. That was like the shining gem of the movie for me. Brendan, at the end of the movie, when all the killers just uh, start hacking at each other, if there was a battle royale with these killers, who would win and why? Um, I'm going to say Ruby Lane, just because she gives off bad bitch vibes. And I, uh, yeah, I think that she would just fuck everyone up with that razor blade or the straight razor. Yeah, she seems like she would play dirty for sure. Oh, yeah. In the hot, in the best possible way. In the best possible way. All right. Y'all need to <laughs> calm down. Um, okay. Do you guys have anything else to note before we go into our reviews? There were just two and a half super quick things that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, so I, we kind of already talked about when they switched to 94, uh, the music switch back, switches back to being good music. Um, there's the montage of them setting up the mall and it's, you know, all in black light and stuff. Great music. Um, one of the things is they spray paint a bunch of words on the wall. And, uh, one of the words is scumbag. And there's the only time you see the word scumbag is in a scene with Gillian Jacobs and she's standing center frame and the right side of the frame her head is covering up the S of scumbag, so it just says cumbag. Oh, good. <laughs> and, so and it's there bad. for about 20 seconds. And the very less the very last second of the shot, they move the camera so you can see the S. So you can see it says scumbag. Uh I just thought that was an interesting way to get around the sensors. Um and uh, yeah, the only last thing that I had to say. Wait, so you think, hold on, wait, 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 wait you can't just like <laughs> go over that real quick. Hold on, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. Reverse. So you you think they did that intentionally? Oh my God, yeah. It, Dude, come back. Are you it, kidding it's, me? It, it's, come back. It's, you, like, <laughs> anyone looking at that shot, whether your mind is dirty or not, if, if you strategically place someone in the shot, so all you see is someone's face and then come back. I feel like that's a bit intentional. I didn't even notice, but now I'm gonna immediately yeah, go back definitely and, like, did and check that out before. That. Um, <laughs> there were a few things I wanted to bring up. Well, um, Brendan had one more. Oh yeah, one. no, yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. The, the, the very last one. Um, in the first or in one of the episodes, I talked about my my um, adornment. How much I love Gillian Jacobs. Uh, just. Uh, not to sound objectionist or anything, but just seeing Gillian Jacobs in a neon pink shirt in black light firing a gun. Ooh. I, yeah. I that's Ooh. that that like checks boxes that I didn't even know needed to be checked. <laughs> um, All right. So a blood gun, to be fair. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, a blood gun. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's pretty fucking metal. So, so that's all I had. <laughs> I just want to say there were some terms that were thrown around in uh 1666 that I don't even think were really like was bacon bacon in 1666? Can anybody fact check that cuz I feel like it wasn't. I'm on it. Thank you. All right. Well, while you look that up, 
Um, there was one other thing that I wanted to... Uh, oh, there were some really good nature shots for 1666 that I really appreciated, whether it was like a top-down view or whatever. I There were some really good camera shots from that. And then finally, um, do you guys remember right before uh, Dina so lovingly went down on Sam in 1666 um which I don't remember which one of you it was that was talking about how like this is like a intro film it didn't really like cross any boundaries I agree but like also watching a woman perform fellatio slash cunnilingus whatever you want to call it to another woman is like pretty intense it's a little oh, it's oh, much yeah. more than i ever saw on friday the 13th but I'm, I'm like more power to them i it didn't bother me at all but i was like i don't know if i agree that this movie was like not super intense on the visuals because oh my god but was um, not expecting that whatsoever not at all no yeah, kind of hard into that scene <laughs> wait what I said they leaned kind of hard. Oh, into scene. I, 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 I think I thought you said something very different. Oh, I did too. I did too. I was like, Kyle, please stop. Your mother could listen to this. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, what was the what the fuck was I saying? I don't even. <laughs> I'm so taken aback that I don't even remember. I just now. want to note that well into the 16th century, the middle. English term for bacon was in fact bacon and it referred to the butt of the pork, the pig. Oh, so, is yeah. that what bacon is now? I'm assuming. I, 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 I also did a quick search and I found out that it also used to be called Fitch. Mm. Interesting. Okay, well, like she said bacon and I was like, I don't think y'all know what bacon is. Um, well, you're wrong, Georgie. She yeah, does. Well, yeah, apparently is. I was wrong. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Dina. <laughs> um, that when um, fucking Hannah, aka Sam, was being hit on by that one guy, and he was like literally like trying to like whatever the fuck to her. I don't even and, remember. He was being I, gross. And he gets she, hard, and they show it. Yes, that was so n- nasty. <laughs> but, um. When Dina punched him, I don't know if you guys even realized or recognized this, but when she punched him, they played like a stock sound of a gasp that like any TV show, movie, anything has. Like it is was such a cliche gasp from like multiple people. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know what so. you're talking about. Yeah, but oh I my didn't god, recognize it. <laughs> They played that gasp and I lost it. I thought that was so funny because like people in 1666, I don't think they would have sounded like that when they gasp. I don't even think they would know how to gasp, you know? And I can't offend anybody by saying that because nobody's alive anymore from 1666. Well, you already, you, you already said that all the people in 1666 sounded like Shrek, so I think you offended everybody <laughs> enough. So. <laughs> I also wanted to say one last thing. Men from 1666 are fucking nasty. Take a shower. All right. Thank you. (laughs) On that note, we're going to get to our ratings here. Um, Final thoughts and ratings. Um, Georgie, we're going to start with you. Uh, Final thoughts on 1666 
1666 right now, and then we're going to go into like the whole trilogy as a whole afterwards. But what is your percentage and final thoughts on 1666? Um, final thoughts. Honestly, a little disappointed. Um, I mean, I think it like tied everything together in like a neat little package at the end, but I kind of wanted more. I really liked the way that the Sarah Fear story ended, but the thing is, is that like from part one to part through part three until part two of nineteen. 94 which is technically part of part three um it was literally all about seraphir and her being the witch and like the supposed accused uh cursor of uh shady side and all this kind of stuff and like <clears throat> at the end of it all you find out that like that's not even the case it's a, it's some small dick cop yeah Sorry, yeah fucking little dick nick and it's just that to me was just like such although I was relieved for Sarah, I was also like, what was the point? <laughs> like, why did you put me through all of this to find out that it literally had nothing to do with her other than the fact that she was trying to tell people the truth, you know? Um, so for uh sixteen sixty-six, honestly, I give it a sixty-six percent. Okay. And that was well said. Georgie, I mirror a lot of what you just said. So, um, Brendan, final thoughts and percentage. Um, so I finally figured out what the movies feel like to me, and it feels like a PG-13 Blumhouse movie. Um, mm-hmm. Sans, the girl on girl head. Um, I think that I'd have to give 1666 an 85. Okay. I almost mirror Georgie to a T. I I can't really say it any better than she said because um, I feel like it was a buildup for nothing and the ride wasn't that exciting to begin with. So I was hoping for a bigger payoff and that payoff was even worse than the ride. So um, will I watch these movies ever again? Probably not. No. Am I am I angry that I watched them? No, mm. they were they were fine. They were fine movies. I'm glad I threw them in my uh, you know file of cinema of things <laughs> I I put behind me now. But uh, so you I'll, wouldn't add them to your watch list? No. And if they came out on like Blu-ray or something like a physical copy, I probably would never buy them. No, I would not add them to my watch list or purchase. And what about you, Brendan? Oh hell yeah, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. But um, that being said, I do. I think I like sixteen sixty six the least, um, and it made me. It, it took the sales out of seventy eight for me as well. So it kind of not only did it not live up to the other two, but it also kind of brought down one of the other two that I liked the most. Um, I'm gonna give this movie a sixty four percent. So that being said, we have a ruminations of Red Room rating for Fear Street Part 3, 1666, being 
a 71%, which is way too high in my opinion. But, okay, so let's talk about the trilogy as a whole real quick. If you have any final thoughts on the trilogy, cool. If you don't, that's fine, too. Um, Georgie, did any of the other movies change for you? Are you good? Are you solid? Is it all kind of just the way it is? Chew. Um, I don't know. I still think that 78 is the shining, shimmering gem out of all of these. If you're going to watch any of them, honestly, just watch 78 and live with the curiosity of whatever the fuck happens in the other ones. That's really all I can tell you. Does that really change my rating on it? Not really. I would say that all my ratings are kind of the same. Um, But yeah, just watch 1978. That's it. That's all you need. Brendan? Um, Yeah, so... 1666 by itself um, is where I derived my 85 from. Uh, That's a really high score. Yeah, uh, 78. I'm going to shoot that one up to an 85 if I'm thinking of it chronologically. Um, And then factoring in 1994 part one and part two. And I feel like people are going to distrust my taste in movies now, uh, but I'm going to bump that up. Fear Street, uh, 94 in part one and two. I'm going to go for a 96. Damn. Okay, now that's just changing them in your head in retrospect now, but we're not officially changing those ratings, just Correct. so I know. Correct, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just don't want people to think that I have trashy taste in movies now. <laughs> I mean, fuck them. Who cares? Right? <laughs> um, okay, so that being said, uh, the... F- Ruminations of Red Room Fear Street Trilogy has a Red Room score of 74%. The Fear Street Trilogy is at 74% on the Red Room rating. I think that's Um, fair. Let's let's give it, can we give it like at least a 75? No. (laughs) And I'll tell you why, because you guys gave these ratings too, so it's already in the bag. <clears throat> All right, well, let's see. On that note, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, the demon spawn of the <laughs> Ruminations Radio Network. Oh, if you like God. what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ruminations of Red Room and on Twitter at of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle. With a K, we have the final girl, Georgie. Uh, Thanks for listening, y'all. Definitely watch part two. That's about it. Thank you. And we have the new blood, Brennan. Get vaccinated and wear a mask. Yes. And I have two things for you. One, we are the sharpest tools in the shed. And two, stay spooky. Stay spooky.